Good day. Actually, great day. Welcome to For Another Day podcast. I am Rick. Today is Friday, February 4th, 2022. Today, we're going to be diving in talking about emotional intelligence that's declining among college students, looking at a dopamine detox for you, and also talking about his plans for your life. Let's jump in today. So straight away, we are jumping into the journal article here because this is a meta-analysis. And you might be saying, well, what does that mean, Rick? What is a meta-analysis? This went ahead and took data from 70 different studies over the last two decades. So over the last 20 years, how things progressed. So this comes out of SciPost.org. It is dated November 9th, 2021. Actually, the original meta-analysis was published April 19th, 2021 in the Journal of Personality. And so like I said, this goes ahead and is looking at emotional intelligence, which we're going to go ahead and describe today to you and see how it has actually declined over the last 20 years in college students. So this is ranging from the years 2003 to the years 2018. So when we think of the last 20 years, and for those that can't think back that far, a lot has changed. I mean, we've had economic liberalism that has grown rampant throughout our societies, especially in the Western world. We've had free market capitalism that's been encouraged to grow. We've had social media that has bloomed beyond any concept that we would have had, mainly because of the smartphone technology. But studies have suggested, and here's a direct quote, these changes have led to generational differences in personality, revealing generational rises in narcissism, self-esteem, self-focus, and materialism. So the study authors, um, Maureen Kahn and her team, wanted to investigate whether or not these cultural transformations really did affect emotional intelligence. Now, emotional intelligence, trait emotional intelligence, refers to our ability or our perception of our own well-being and the perception of how good we are at regulating our own emotions and understanding other emotions and understanding others' emotions and influencing others' emotions. So it is quite involved. And so this meta-analysis really took part in looking at all the different aspects here. Now, first of all, they wanted to look at, is there really a difference between countries? Um, and did they decrease over time, especially in these subdomains? And that was emotionality. So perception of one's understandings of others' emotions, self-control. So self-efficacy and regulating one's own emotions and well-being, positive evaluations of ourself. Now, when a meta-analysis is done, they take 
all the different studies and they try to overlay and match up these qualities, which is why in studies they always say further study is needed. And so what they're hoping for, for future generations, for future researchers, that they'll take these same concepts, these same controls, and develop them a little bit further. So not necessarily always new controls, but taking the same controls, because then a meta-analysis can occur. You can then go ahead and overlay over the past 20 years these perceptions like emotionality, these perceptions like self-control. If you were to change it in each research study, you would have nothing for meta-analysis. So where did these come from and how did this result in looking at a decline among college students? Now, with these 70 different studies between 2003 and 2018, there was over 16,917 college students who had completed an assessment or a test um, for the traits of EI, and it's the TEIQ um, test. Now, what they did is they looked at these samples from both the United States, from Canada, from the UK, and from Australia. Now, what's interesting is between countries and even between genders, the traits really didn't fluctuate over time. But like I said, the three of the four subdomains that decreased significantly was emotionality, self-control, and well-being. Now, when researchers crossed their data with measures of individualism or internet usage for each country, they found that technology usage was associated with declines in well-being and self-control, while individualism was associated with increases in well-being and self-control. The authors also note that, you know, there is data missing and you can't get a pure and good overlap here with a, with a meta-analysis. So they said, caution is advised when interpreting this data. Now, when they analyzed the data by country, the Canadian sample showed a decrease in overall EI trait and as well as decreases in the domains of emotionality, self-control, sociability, which is self-efficacy in influencing others' emotions. Now, overall, they have shown over time that this has changed, okay? This has changed our cognitive skills and abilities. And so when we look at social media, we need to truly examine what is happening to our brain, what is happening to our interactions in culture and society. And it's not good. Looking for a snack or a fresh nut to cook with? 
I'm a Nut has a variety of delicious nuts to choose from. Walnuts, almonds, cashews, pumpkins, and much more. All gluten-free, non-GMO, kosher, paleo, keto-friendly, and a money-back guarantee. Click the link below to order yours today. So Khan points out here in this meta-analysis study that the decreases they observed in aspects of emotional intelligence calls to mind that we have a rising mental health problem, especially when you focus on social media and technology. However, they note that there may be other reasons why this has decreased. Maybe there's heightened academic pressure that has decreased emotional intelligence in college-age students. Maybe it's an increase in obesity, um, a decrease in family stability. There are other factors out there. And so this study, though, says this is the beginning. This is what we're now poised with that we need to address. And it's not just addressing it through research, but it's addressing it in culture. And what we are asking of culture is to change, to fix itself rather than continue down a path of isolation. So you might be asking, Rick, how do I change my emotional intelligence? What do I do different than what I'm doing already right now? What are you suggesting? I watched a YouTube video from Leon Hendricks, um, and it's titled Dopamine Detox. If you have a chance, I, I encourage you to watch what he did over seven days. So dopamine is that neurochemical that is in your brain that is about anticipation and not only just anticipation of what's to come but also a reward from that anticipation so when you are scrolling endlessly through youtube or tiktok waiting for that next hit or high that comes from a video that's going to make you happy or encourage you that's dopamine that's dopamine saying oh just one more you can keep doing this the problem is this affects our brain chemistry and electrical activity when you have too much of this dopamine the back part of your brain the activity begins to decrease. You also get uh, down regulation of your dopamine receptors. So what happens is as you're flooded with more and more dopamine from scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, your brain says, I don't need as many receptors for those chemicals coming across the synapses or the gaps in your brain. Okay, so instead of 10, let's say I only need three. 
Well, what happens though, when you don't have that stimuli, when you don't have that phone right in front of you, when you're not constantly listening to podcasts and shows, your dopamine dips. Now you don't have enough to even fill those three receptor sites. And then what happens? Your body starts going into a panic. Matter of fact, for some, it increases your anxiety. I don't know what to do now, says your body. And it takes a while for your body to go ahead and for your brain to grow more receptor sites. This is oftentimes when clients come in and they've started uh, an antidepressant or SSRI. It takes time to build those in, sometimes as much as 21 days. Here, Leon Hendricks, he just did a seven-day experiment and to see what the differences could be. And he went all in. No media, books were okay, eating healthy, exercising, no sugar, truly taking care of his body and his well-being. And at the end, just after seven days, he showed a distinct difference, not only in self-reporting and how he felt, but also his brain showed a difference. That back part of his brain showed extremely greater activity than when he first started. So then what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to live in the Stone Age and not have any technology? No, I would say you go ahead and look at putting some parameters in place. And Leon suggested these in his video too. Remove the temptation. Do you always need the phone right there next to you, pushing notifications, dinging, enticing you to pick it up? Put it away in a drawer or a closet. Put it away in a nightstand at night so as not to be, oh, just one more I'm going to watch. Define some clear rules for yourself. I will not participate in social media between these hours. I will read a book between the hours of blank and blank. I will read at least two books a month. So it increases your intelligence. And more importantly, addressing the triggers. What is it that you're trying to fulfill and satisfy? Are you really sad? Are you grieving for a lost loved one? Are you having difficulties at work? Are grades dropping at school? What is it that is causing these things to happen, these triggers in your life? That's what counseling is all about. It's helping you identify those triggers and to truly see, um, can we fix it? Can we change it? That's where I offer advice to clients each and every day through doing remote counseling, giving them ideas, techniques, an experiment to try. 
trying something different. Something different gives you change. And then we have to decide, is that change positive or negative? So if you're interested in doing a dopamine detox, comment down below or like this video so that I know that I can do another one about it. If you're interested in learning about alpha waves, theta waves, beta waves, delta waves, these are all brain activity waves in your brain, comment down below and let me know. It's through this exploration of our mental health that we're looking at changing for the better and not letting our emotional intelligence drift away. Whenever you need a cup of coffee that's always smooth and never bitter, try Cameron's Coffee. It's the closest I've personally found to the perfect roast. There are so many flavors to choose, but I always seem to reach for the breakfast blend. And for those busy weekday mornings, try the EcoPods. Click the link below to order yours today. So today I want to give a shout out to some of our listeners and viewers out there. I want to give a shout out to Seattle, Washington. Thank you listeners there in Seattle, Washington, and to New Braunfels, Texas. Thank you for your views and your likes. Everything helps change the algorithm. Everything helps when you subscribe and like to these podcasts. And I appreciate it because you help keep me going. So when we think about our plans, then we think about our plans for our lives. We think about our career choices, our jobs that we go ahead and participate in. How do we go ahead and set those plans? How do we go ahead and come up with those ideas? Is it just a next job, a next job, a next relationship, a next relationship? Or are you actually putting some thought into what you need? How to change? What to make different? More importantly, are these your plans? Or are these someone else's plans? Is someone else defining your future for you? for what you need to do or where you need to work or what you need to study? Or is it your plans? Now we can take this to the next level too. Are these your plans or are these God's plans? Are these God's plans for you for what you are called to do in life? Taking it to a higher level which we're going to have a future podcast about this. Because a belief in religiosity and spirituality for paths of belief makes a difference in overall happiness. Knowing that you're doing God's will and that your will is his will.
Now, how do you do that? Well, there's a big, thick book called the Bible. For Christians to give you rules, laws, understanding, it's all there. If you've never opened it up, well, dust off the cover and try. Try to read. Try to even read some of Jesus' teachings in there when it talks about unconditional love for others. That brotherly love, that filial love, that can truly change society. That golden rule carries across all major religions throughout all cultures. But guess what? We don't follow it. For thousands upon thousands of years, we've been called to do something different, but yet in our humanness, we don't. We rely on ourselves. We rely on what we think is best. And it doesn't work. It really doesn't. That's what separates us in individualism. That's what separates us in society today. We've gone away from the collective good. For just the individual great. So that's where now I encourage you. Change. And change now. Don't wait for tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow brings. Tomorrow might be easier. Tomorrow might be a lot harder. Tomorrow you might not be here. But that's where I encourage you. Start examining your life, your direction, your plans, your ideas, and how do they match? Where do they come from? And how aligned are you to others? So once again, I want to thank you for listening to For Another Day podcast and for subscribing. Be sure to comment down below. But I wanted to leave you today with this quote from Charles Stanley, who's a famous preacher. He said, As we journey through this life, through the easy times and the painful times, God is fashioning us into a people who are like his son, Jesus. That means God is in the process of changing what we desire far more than he is in the process of giving us what we desire. Peace and blessings to you today.